It is 4.30 on Sunday, the 2nd of August. In April, when I recorded the last episode, COVID-19 was already a global fixture, the center of attention of everything, but it hadn't quite become the all-consuming, multi-month force that it is at this point. The thing that everyone thinks and knows and talks about and has been affected in some way. And part of the reason that I haven't updated this feed for quite a while is that you know, alongside everyone else, this disease has completely turned my summer upside down. And I wanted to go through a little bit. Upon landing in the United States, in January, this had already started. And it is going to shape how I remember landing in the United States for years to come. My experience of essentially immigrating to America was I landed and then the disease landed. So let's talk about how it changed my summer. I have not been affected the most. Clearly, there's been a lot of people uh, killed by this, a lot of you know, terrible suffering, and I don't want to minimize it. The issues that I'm going to be talking about are much smaller than that, but I do want to capture this experience, you know, as relatively minor as it is, just for myself and for the people around me. So the first big difference is that unlike previous epidemics or pandemics, I think that this will be remembered almost equivalently, if not primarily, as an economic crisis happening alongside a public health crisis. My initial plan for the summer was going to be trying to find work. I wanted to make a bit of money, try to help towards the college fees, etc. So one of the things that's very different in the United States from Singapore is the length of summer. In Singapore, it's usually you know a month of June holidays, which is nice, but in the United States, it's three months. And for a full-time student, it's weird to spend a full quarter of the year away from your full-time job. And that impacts universities as well because they miss out on all of the tuition from those three months as well as the housing costs from those three months. So one of the ways in which they patch this over is by running summer programs. So Harvard and Cornell and also USC run the opportunity for high school students uh, or other college students or anyone who wants to get a taste of the university teaching and its campus, they offer these summer programs. And I was going to go work for one of the summer programs, helping them out, but it quickly became clear that it was gonna be unwise, unsafe, and untenable to have a lot of people on a university campus in the middle of the pandemic. So my job essentially disappeared. I was very fortunate, however, because part of the deal with working for the university over the summer was that they would guarantee me student housing. So I would be able to stay as part of my work in student housing rent-free. And the university very graciously continued to honor that agreement even after it was clear that this just wasn't happening. So for the entire summer, I've been able to stay in the USC Village in actually quite a bit nicer student housing without paying anything, which was just incredible. And I am incredibly lucky that unlike some of my other friends, I've had friends uh, who were kicked out of MIT and Stanford. USC has been incredibly gracious in continuing to house a lot of students. I privately suspect that that might be because it's located in Los Angeles and has a much higher concentration of Chinese or other international students. I can't confirm that, obviously. But I was able to benefit greatly from the university's grace. And for that, I am incredibly thankful that my summer was not spent searching for some kind of housing, right? But of course, that did mean 
that I needed to do something else with my summer. And that ended up being summer classes. So I was able to cram both CS 104 and CS 170 to apparently notoriously hard computer science classes into the summer. Of course, they were both online. Everything is now. But even besides the move to a virtual format, I could feel the pandemic affecting the classes in pretty significant ways. I think that it's been really tough for people to work with their families around. And obviously, you know, I'm not the first person to say this, especially with either your parents or your kids being in the house and, you know, know, wanting to spend time with them or just being crammed to the same house as them all days of the week. It can impact both your job and I think it's been impacting people's studies as well. For that reason, a lot of the material in the courses was truncated a little bit. I could tell that my professors didn't get to all of the material that they wanted to. And also, I think that some of the testing and the assessments, while it was by no means easy and you know by no means was critical content cut, I could tell that this was not the hardest the class has ever been. In computer science classes, of course, we have to write programs. And they're not going to read the programs to mark them. They run them through grading scripts. Computer science is one of the areas where you can truly, credibly have a machine mark everything because as opposed to an essay or piece of art where more subjective judgment is required. Code is code and it needs to meet some certain requirements. And while there is, you know, room for formatting errors, etc., fortunately, the grading scripts are just that. They're scripts. And most of the time, humans don't need to get involved other than obviously writing the scripts. One of the ways in which my CS class was made significantly easier was that they released the grading scripts to us. So that meant that we could tell how our code was going wrong before we submitted it. This was not the same as giving us, say, like the answer key to a quiz, because you may know what your code is supposed to do, you may not know how to do it. But it did mean that we had nearly 100% guarantees on the mark that we were going to get before we submitted our assignment. And that is incredibly rare as far as I'm aware. So again, while I don't want to suggest that you know the integrity of the class was compromised or anything, and I certainly found the material challenging and the assessments challenging, and I spent a lot of time on that homework. Like I said, I don't think that this class was the hardest it's ever been. And that is one of the many ways in which I am in the very uncomfortable situation of having benefited from this pandemic. Now. Most of my friends and family are in Singapore, so this will not have applied as much to them. But the third crisis that has been going on around me is this social crisis. You know, the killing of George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement. And the most prominent way in which I experienced this was actually a truly excellent piece by Hassan Minaj, previous Daily Show correspondent and now host of The Patriot Act. And he did just an amazing job cutting into how essentially, you know, the sentiment was ask not for whom the bell tolls, it tolls for thee. As Asian Americans, you know, I know that my parents are immigrants. They're benefits of a policy that was largely pushed by Martin Luther King and, you know, signed into the Civil Rights Act that a lot of the a lot of what I now take for granted my citizenship, my safety, was put into law as a result of the struggle of black leaders many decades ago, and that struggle has not ended. And also that 
if I didn't do something, I would be complicit in a deeply broken system. And all in all, it culminated into me just sitting in my apartment crying and thinking, you know, what is it that I need to do because it's not nothing. And I haven't quite figured out what that is yet. I won't say that there is no space for you know, social consciousness or social movement in technology. Certainly there is, but I haven't figured it out yet. And I remember one Sunday morning, right? I, you know, I was working on some code. I was working in Xcode on an, uh, an application and I pull out my headphones and I'm like, I can hear shouting. I, where's the shouting coming from? Because it has been completely quiet on campus for weeks. There's no one around outside my window. Sometimes I can hear people, but most of the time I can hear the birds or I can hear nothing, distant street noise. And suddenly I can hear shouting. And I go to the edge of campus and I see like a river of people walking down, I think it was Jefferson Boulevard, you know, chanting Breonna Taylor, George Floyd. And I'm from Singapore. Protest is heavily regulated. I have never in my entire life seen a protest let alone seen a protest like this one in front of my eyes. And while, and I don't know, that was just, that was just remarkable to me. I, I don't have any you know, judgment or particular commentary to say about it other than that coming from outside of the United States, the tradition of protest and demonstration and marching is much more real than I'd ever thought it was. That seeing it, I haven't experienced it, but, but witnessing the turnout was really something that affected and moved me. The, just the explosion of protest and the outpouring of anger and grief that surrounded and you know, led to the Black Lives Matter protests of this year anyway, though it has clearly been a problem for much longer than that. Like I said, I don't know exactly what it is that I'm going to do personally. I've been trying to get connected to local chapters of like Black Girls Code, etc., but nothing to report there yet. I wanted to stay on my consciousness for a long time, which is kind of why, even though it's a very sensitive topic, I wanted to discuss it publicly a little bit because even though this will be remembered as the year where it started, it certainly isn't the year where it's going to end. And while I feel like I can't do very much right now in my you know, limited capacity as an undergraduate, I do know that in the coming years, I want to do more. I still, as I said, don't know what that is, but it should be something. And hopefully I'll have more to report on that soon. But until then, that only brings us up to the middle of summer. So I will talk more about that in the next episode and I'll see you then.